0: Hi nonprofiteers. Welcome to Nonprofit Biz Talk with your host, Tracy V. Allen, Nonprofit Strategist. Nonprofit Biz Talk is about giving you the knowledge, skills, strategies, and concepts to manage, build, and grow a nonprofit organization that will positively impact the community you serve. Hey, and welcome to another episode of Nonprofit Biz Talk. Today, we're talking about the six alternatives to starting a nonprofit organization. So starting a nonprofit organization may seem like a novel idea, but it takes a lot of work to launch, run, and sustain a great nonprofit. They require an immense amount of time, resources, communication, and knowledge, before starting a nonprofit organization, I really want you to consider one of these six alternatives while you're doing your research to determine the validity of the expense and the amount of hours that you will have to take in order to effectively start one. So one of the things um, you don't want to do is to duplicate services in the community. So if there is a current entity um managing the specific problem that you're thinking about, you don't want to end up diluting their resources that they've already tapped into. So before you do that, um, you want to probably reach out to this particular organization because if you're diluting their resources, their financial resources, um, It can affect the impact that they're making in the community, and that is not good for the organization, and it's not good for the clientele as well. It can also be difficult to solidify support for raising funds if you attempt to duplicate those services um, that the existing organization has. This is, like I said, not going to benefit the nonprofit or the community. Nonprofits are building blocks for the community. And if managed right, they can change the lives of individuals and they can actually change an entire community. And that is how powerful the resources that the nonprofit provides are. So don't take it lightly when you decide to start a nonprofit. You have to know that you have the time and resources to put into it. So if you're someone who has a nine to five job, you don't have the financial means to leave your job. Starting a nonprofit may not be what you need to do at this time. If you need some of the same resources or you're still in the same predicament that you are trying to solve, this is not the time to start a nonprofit either. You need to get yourself out of that situation before you actually try to help other people get themselves out of the situation. I always tell people, if you need the resources that the nonprofit provides, I'm not telling you not to start one, just don't start it now because it is a lot of time. It takes a lot of time and a lot of resources, a lot of networking, a lot of financial resources to start a nonprofit. So let's get into the six alternatives to starting a nonprofit organization if you're serious about helping people so the first one if you um you can start a group that raises funds for things like scholarships emergency situations like natural disasters connecting with other community foundations and other nonprofit um, organizations and have them act as sponsors to create a donor advisory advised fund. So you can have a group of people that come together and want to become somewhat like ambassadors for nonprofit organizations that they are connected with. you know, they feel connected to that mission and raise funds and distribute to those particular organizations that they have um, connected with. So you can gather a group of people together and start networking that way. And when you're ready to start your nonprofit organization, you've already tapped into a funding source. So that's better for you. But in the meantime, you can help other nonprofit organizations that are in existence. The second thing that you can do is research national organizations that may have chapters in your area and has a similar mission to yours, the one that you're thinking about, and serves the same demographic. You can create a proposal that shows them the value of partnering with you, to work on a given project. So you can propose a project to them that you would like to run through their organization. Um, Just be prepared to have everything in place, your proposal, a copy of the syllabus. I'm not gonna tell you to give anybody your curriculum. You should never do that, but give them a good outline of what you're going to be teaching, how you're gonna collect data, how you're gonna get students, that type of stuff. So that's the second thing. The third thing is to research national organizations that have a similar mission to yours if they serve the same demographic and propose a pitch to start a chapter in your community and appoint an executive and appoint you executive director. So the first one, the one of, I know it sounded kind of similar, but one you're proposing that you run a program or service through their organization. Number three is that you're proposing that you start a chapter in your community from another organization that's already in existence. So if that organization is not in your community, you would want to start one. So let's say um, March of Dimes. You're interested in helping children who are born premature so that they can rise above, you know, whatever um, delayed cognitive skills they may have because they're premature and there's not a chapter in your community. So instead of starting a whole new nonprofit organization, you can probably reach out to the March events and pitch them to have a chapter in your community and you can become the executive director of that particular chapter. So that's number three. Number four, identify organizations within your community that have a similar mission that you can use, that you can see meshing with and explore working together on a project. So pitch them, make sure you have an MDA so that they can't now take your the project that you're pitching to them, and then start using it as their own. Because yes, unfortunately, stuff like that does happen and you don't want that to happen to you. So you want to go in and say you have, mm, let's say you're a a teacher and um, one of the things that you want to do is to help to fill the gap, the reading gap, like reading comprehension skills And you want to run a program, you're thinking about starting a nonprofit organization just focused on that. But you're still teaching. So you really don't have the time to do that. So you can go to another organization. um, Let's say, for instance, the Boys and Girls Club, which they don't really do that type of partnership. But anyway, go to, let's say, the Boys and Girls Club or any other nonprofit organization that deals with children and you can pitch them a program that you have already written up the curriculum for and you have all of the, the um, financial numbers and whatever and see if you can run the program through them. They may have some disposable funds where they'll be able to pay you and they'll collect the data, but you'll have to work that out with them. Or you can be writing your own grant or maybe you're going to be charging a small, a nominal fee and you're going to give them 10%. You know that's worked out on an um, organization-by-organization basis, but you can definitely pitch something like that to an existing nonprofit organization, and you're still making your impact in that way. So again, you don't have to start your own nonprofit organization to make an impact. You can use an existing organization to help make that same impact, and it benefits you because you don't have to go through all of the paperwork and all of the networking and finding funding and all that stuff. You already have an existing nonprofit organization that benefits them because they get a new pool of people into their organization. They can use some of that data to get more grant monies and to make a uh, bit wider impact in the community, probably get new donors. So it's just a win-win situation for everyone. What with these six different um alternatives just become a really good win-win situation for everyone involved. Okay, so that's number four. Number five, <clears throat> find a nonprofit in your area that has a similar mission. Consider becoming a volunteer. A lot of people don't think about this. Like, consider becoming a volunteer for that organization. Analyze the inner workings of the organization. Um, this can be accomplished in three ways. You, um, you will get to see what it takes. So, this is how it's going to benefit you. You get to see what it takes to start and run a productive and financially stable nonprofit organization. You'll be able to discern if the organization um, is uh, being ran the way it should be. And number three, you may even discover all the things that you don't want to do when you create your own orga- um, nonprofit organization, because once you're in there volunteering, you're going to see the good, the bad, and the indifferent. So not all nonprofit organizations are created equal. Not all nonprofit organizations are ran the same way or ran effectively. And if you're in there as a volunteer, you get to see a lot um, And you get to be able to take away from it what's good and what you would like to do with your own organization if and or when you do decide to run your own organization. So those are the three benefits of becoming a volunteer. And let's just be honest, being a volunteer is a very humbling experience. You get to see so much and you get to see how appreciative the community is for the things that the nonprofit organization provides. And sometimes I see people go in and they become a volunteer and they end up staying in that position because they realize the amount of work that it takes to actually run an effective nonprofit organization and they realize they are not ready for it, but they do have that four or six hours a week or a month that they can dedicate to helping the community without feeling stressed out and stretched to their ultimate limits. Because a lot of you, when you're thinking about starting a nonprofit organization, the honest truth is you still have a nine to five job finances, you're not rolling in dough. You know, you're not, you don't have a money tree in your backyard that it's falling off of. So it takes time. And most people, when they want to start running a nonprofit organization, they want to do it and they want to do it right now. And that's just not, it's not feasible for anyone. You know, you get frustrated, you get annoyed, you get burnt out. So please really consider one of these six alternatives. And the sixth one is if you venture into the realm of the nonprofit will um remain a small al- and the sixth one is actually um acting as an unincorporated nonprofit organization where you um see a specific need, so like if your neighbor's house burns down. Or there's a natural disaster in your area, you can go around and collect funds as long as it doesn't go over $5,000. You can collect food and clothing and that type of stuff. And you can give to that family or that person that's in need. That's acting as an unincorporated nonprofit organization. And you don't need to file any paperwork or anything like that as long as you don't go over the $5,000 limit. If you go over that limit, then you need most states require that you may um, have to file some paperwork on that. But those are like the six solid ways that you can work in a nonprofit industry without starting your own. Because again... Yes, there are benefits to starting your own nonprofit organization and a lot of people feel more fulfilled if they start their own, but you really, really don't. I I mean, as a nonprofit consultant, you may think that it's strange that I'm telling you not to start your own nonprofit organization right out the door when you have this novel idea, but I see people crash and burn so many times that... I really have to tell them to take a step back and really get your feet wet in the nonprofit industry in these six ways, in any of these six ways, and see if it's really for you. And another thing that I really um, always advise is that you do that market research. Go out into the community and start talking to people and survey them to see what their thoughts and feelings are when it comes to the program and services that you're thinking about offering through your nonprofit organization. You may know one or two people that... Say, let's say you want to start a nonprofit organization for teenage pregnancy. So, you know, three or four people in your school. So you're a teacher, you know, four kids in your school that are pregnant. And you may think, oh, wow, we need to do something about teenage pregnancy in our community. But that may be an isolated incident. That may be only four people in your school. When you go out and you start doing a survey to see what's going on in your community, you may actually find out that teenage pregnancy really isn't an issue in your, in your community. It may just be an isolated issue within your school and you need to deal with it in house, but you don't need to start a whole nonprofit organization for it. So these six ways help you to take that step back and really, um, figure out if you really want to start a nonprofit organization. And it also allows you to, um, look at the mission that you are, thinking about uh, solving for your community in a new light before you actually jump in. Okay, so those are the six ways that you can decide if you want to start a nonprofit organization or not. Six alternatives to starting a nonprofit organization. So if you want to work with me, you want to find out more information about starting a nonprofit organization, please reach out to me at TVACON, like in Nancy, dot com. Again, that's TVACON, as in Nancy, dot com. And let's chat about starting your nonprofit organization. If you already have a nonprofit organization it's not making money, um... You're not getting the type of traction in your community that you want to have. You've not, you've written grants. You haven't gotten approved. Let's talk because I know 100% that I can help you to make that impact in the community that you need to make by getting the financial resources that you need in order to be successful. All right, guys. Bye-bye. Okay, non that's it for today. Thank you for joining us. And remember that there's someone in your community counting on the services that your nonprofit organization offers, and it is your job to make sure that you get it right. Until next time, I'm Tracy V. Allen.